hello and welcome to another episode of Roy's Rocket Radio. Uh, this is episode 58, recorded on Sunday the 14th of December 2014 at 14.24. So that's 24 minutes past two in the afternoon, uh, which is as good a time as any for another episode of the show. So hi again. So yeah, we're back. I've managed to miss yet another week. I'm terribly sorry about that. Uh, because I obviously don't have a decent handle on my uh, schedule. So yeah, uh, sorry for the increasingly erratic schedule. So we'll start off with some news. Not really much personal news uh, this week, though I could tell you one thing. I'm trying something a little bit new with a podcast. I'm using a dynamic mic. It's a cheap £14 mic directly plugged into the PC with a USB port. Um, It's a no-name mic. It's not that great, as you can probably hear. And I apologize for any weird audio artifacts that you might experience during this podcast. The reason I'm trying this dynamic mic is because although I've got a, a, a very good digital recorder with condenser mics, uh, because I'm in a pretty noisy environment, and a particularly echoey environment, it tends to pick everything up. Uh, And it's not just the environment. Say that I wanted to maybe Google something during the show, Uh, the mics will also pick up the keyboard sounds and the mouse sounds, breathing sounds, just about everything. So... Like I said, I apologise if this week doesn't sound great. Uh, If it doesn't sound better than the condenser mics, I'll go back to the usual portable digital audio recorder next week. So, just bear with me anyway. Okay, so we'll start off with the news. And Ridley Scott is in in the news because of uh, his new biblical epic, uh, Exodus. Uh, You know, the story of the uh, exodus of the Israelites from Egypt uh, by Moses uh, and, uh, well, basically running away from Ramses. So this has been a a bit of a storm because of the whole uh, whitewashing debate. And... uh, Although I, I I obviously really rate Ridley Scott as a director because, of course, he is the guy that brought us Blade Runner. Uh, but on the other hand, I don't think it's uh, it's no good Scott going on about how unfair he's being treated with the whitewashing accusations. Uh, because I, I could see this coming for quite a while. Uh, I mean, it's been going around for years, but particularly recently with the whole davocle over Lord of the Rings, uh, and then Frozen, and then finally, uh, which I think was the the last, the final nail in the coffin, was Noah, which got completely trashed because of its, uh, well, it was whitewashed. Uh, 
so something had to give and uh, it just happened to be this movie what I found interesting in the media press is the way Christian Bale jumped to his defense really just blaming audiences but uh, well, well wait a minute I am the audience, so I don't think that's fair, because as an audience member, I've been moaning about this for ages. Uh, anyway, like I said, Christian Bale was not that sympathetic. I found that his co-star did something rather more mature and um, sensible. And he, did, and he said this quite a while ago, I think it's a few months ago. Uh, and I'm, of course, talking about the guy who played Ramesses, Joel Edgerton. He says, and I'm quoting here from an article at Cinema Blend, uh, which incidentally is going to be in the show notes, uh, and more on the show notes after this section. But anyway, quoting from what Joel Edgerton said, he goes, It's not my job to make these decisions. I got asked to do a job and it would have been very hard to say no to that job. I do say that I am sensitive to it and I do. I do understand and sympathize with that position. So I I don't think I've got much more to say about this, but I can see this being an increasing problem uh, and until directors start issuing the, well, not issue, sorry, issuing, sorry, addressing the whole issue. That makes more sense. So, let's see, what else have we got on the news this week? Ah, yeah, more UK internet censorship. So, VOD, that's Video on Demand Adult Material, uh, now has to conform to a new and... To be honest, a, a rather peculiar set of regulations that will no doubt make us in the UK seem a trifle weird. This adds to a whole host of other restrictive measures slowly creeping in. Uh, for example, Germany's Chaos Computer Club uh, were banned uh, via the UK ISP Vodafone, but not BT. So it's all a bit inconsistent, not to say unnecessary. Though, speaking of BT, actually, according to blocked.org.uk, which I should say is a site that's sponsored by the UK's only unfiltered ISP, AAISP, uh, which incidentally is pretty expensive too. Um, Anyway, blocked.co.uk... puts out stats on what's, well, the amount that's being censored by each particular ISP. And according to this site, uh, BT does actually seem to be the worst offender, uh, blocking a whopping of 8% of sites, though I'm not sure of how these stats have been derived. Needless to say, it's all very complicated, and it would be a show in itself. So there's a better guide to what is and is not banned at openrights. Oh, sorry, openrightsgroup.org. Again, the links will be in the show notes. 
And actually, before I go on to the next item about the show notes, I, I read a podcasting guide online that made a lot of sense. Uh, and the basics of it was saying to make your show notes a lot easier to download. So I've done that now. Uh, when I put this uh, podcast together, I'll what I'll do is I'll put out a blog post as usual, but directly on that blog post page, there'll be a link to the show notes for this particular show. So you won't have to go scrambling around looking at different websites to find out uh, to find the show notes and the uh, URLs that I've stuffed into the show notes. So next, the Pirate Bay shut down, but okay. So on Tuesday, shortly after that humongous Sony hack by, it is rumoured, North Korea, police in Sweden shut down for Pirate Bay. But almost immediately, another torrent site, Isohunt, had put up the Pirates, sorry, the Pirate Bay's database again. So, all in all, nothing at all seems to have been achieved. So I'm not, not really sure what's going on. Well, that's it for censorship this week. Um, what have we got next? Oh, yeah. Uh, the new Bond movie now has a title. Apparently it's going to be called Spectre. So that's the new Bond movie with uh, Daniel Craig in 2015. Now, being a, being a big fan of some of the Bond villains, I just hope that Ernst Stavro Blofeld, who is my favourite Bond villain, somehow makes it back into the re- rebooted franchise. Uh, you know, if, if I was going to get a part in James Bond, not that I'm an actor or anything, but if I was going to get a part, this is the part I'd be shooting for. Uh, what next? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Benedict Cumberbatch will officially play Doctor Strange in 2016, with Morgan Freeman also being courted for a role as Strange's guru, the Ancient One. Uh, though I think casting Morgan Freeman as another wise in another wise man type role is a bit on the nose if you ask me. Uh, also, the other thing that I'm not sure about is isn't Benedict Cumberbatch just a little fresh-faced and young to play the jaded battered Stephen Strange. Yeah, I know it's acting, but still. Um, We'll see how that goes. And I I suppose at least he is a decent actor. In fact, both of those guys are decent actors. Uh, I was just hoping for some more maybe original casting. Who knows? Uh, Okay. Oh, and I'm going to contradict myself. Now, I said there wasn't that much personal news, and there isn't, but there is one thing. I've got an interactive fiction game uh, that I'm developing, and I'm about halfway through it. Uh, 
It's a traditional sword and sorcery origin type story. It's a very short game, and it's just a way of me playing around with the twine tool. But there'll be more news on that in a later podcast. So first of all today, in our TV section, we're, we're on to the Doctor Who marathon again. Um, and we're at, let's see now. So we're still with the first Doctor, sort of, and I'll explain later. Uh, we're in Series 4, uh, Serial 2, entitled The Tenth Planet. This was a four-part adventure broadcast on the 8th of October to the 29th of October 1966. The writer is Kit Peddler, and interestingly he was a scientist and a parapsychologist, as well as a science fiction author. Uh, Let's see what else. And most famously, he did something really quite big in this episode that we'll talk about a bit later. The other writer is Jerry Davis, and I'm not really sure about his background. The director is Derek Martinus, uh, who who incidentally died earlier this year, so R.I.P. Derek Martinus, and producer Ennis Lloyd. The cast is William Hartnell and Patrick Troughton, Uh, I've kind of given it away now. (laughs) Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, Annika Wills as Polly, and Michael Craze as Ben Jackson. So, in this adventure, the team land at the the, uh, South Pole. They come across a base that's been built under the ice, and it turns out that the base is ground control for... A space mission. During the t- the time that they're underground, a cyber ship lands. Yep, that's a clue. The cyber ship, and the base is taken over by Cybermen, intent on terminally sucking out Earth's energy. We get the usual shenanigans, sorry, with the team having to deal with military nonsense from a trigger-happy American general, uh, who's almost like a character out of Doctor Strangelove. The Doctor is taken ill partway through the story, and Ben also gets a lot more screen time. In the end, the Cybermen are defeated with radiation, Uh, which they're very sensitive to, and are stymied in draining the Earth of energy. And the reason they need this energy is to recharge Mondas. When, When they can't do this, Mondas, as well as themselves, are destroyed. The team head back to the TARDIS in the confusion, where the Doctor collapses and regenerates into Patrick Troughton. So that's a big surprise here. We've got the first regeneration and the first appearance on on the screen of the Cybermen. Now, this is uh, one of those partly missing episodes 
uh, sorry, serials. Although most of it's okay. I mean, it's much better than, uh, say, Marco Polo. So there's only a little bit missing. What I liked about it is I learned about the true origin of the Cybermen. I mean, I knew bits and pieces about it over the years. I, I'd vaguely heard of Mondas, but now I know now I know the full story. So the full story is that they are natives of Mondas. Mondas is a mirror image of Earth, hence the tenth planet, but populated by a cybernetic humanoid race who have given up their failing bodies and emotion in return for long life as cyborgs. What else did I think? Okay, the behaviour of one of the characters in the story also seems a bit anachronistic and unpleasant. Though, uh, what I'm talking about is there's some, there's a couple of scenes with Polly uh, interacting with the lead scientist. And maybe it reflects the attitude towards women of the time, but it was uh, really patronising. He either... Well, what happened? There was a scene where Polly and this guy have a bit of dialogue. And at first, Polly is entirely sidelined. And then when he finally kind of listens to her, instead of, you know, uh, having a normal conversation with her, he just patronises her. It set my teeth right on edge. Uh, I think that's just a product of the time. You know, it's a good thing that we're not back in those days. Right. Oh, and this is one of the few of the of the serials so far that I've found actually quite scary. Those Cyberman voices... They're childlike, dead, uh, and all the un- inflections are in the wrong place. So it's uh, it's really utterly terrifying, it's, and it's going to stay, stay with me for a while. It brings to mind Heath Ledger's Joker. Interestingly, the Cybermen also have names. Uh, all I remember is Krang is a cyber leader, but I can't remember the names of the other guys. So, like I said, at the end of the episode, the Doctor collapses and regenerates into Patrick Troughton. So, goodbye, Patrick... Sorry, goodbye, William Hartnell, and hello, Patrick Troughton. I'm going to kind of miss the way he stumbles over his lines, but I am looking forward to Patrick Troughton's uh, way-out wackiness. So, that was Doctor Who for this week. Ah, uh, let's see. So, oh, it appears that I'm not going to talk much more about TV this week, so uh, I'll go straight on to movies. I sound surprised, and I, sh- I shouldn't do, because these are my own notes, but uh, I've been writing them over the last uh, two weeks or so since the last show, so they're not actually that fresh. Perhaps I should have had a, a rehearsal. Sorry. Okay, for movies this week, we'll start off with a guest. So that this film is out on DV now, 
And wow, what a change for Downton Abbey's Dan Stevens, who completely nails it as a young American soldier just back from Afghanistan. Anyway, fresh from the war, he inveigles his way into the family of a dead soldier, saying that he was their friend. Uh, Well, sorry, a friend of the family. What am I talking about? He was a friend of their dead sons. Uh, He says something like, oh, you know, I'm going to stay nearby, but the family obviously feel obligated to put the guy up. So he ends up staying with them, and then all sorts of weird stuff starts happening. And the thriller that you thought you were watching turns into something entirely different. This this, um, movie really defeats pigeonholing. But if you like 80s genre movies, you will love this. I, I thought it was brilliant. I'm stumbling over my words this week, a bit like William Hartnell. And, and the reason for this is, again, I'm having a go at monitoring my audio while I speak. And it's really weird. Uh, it's I don't think there's that much latency. But the fraction of a second there is gives my voice a sort of weird echoing uh, quality in, in, in my ears. It's like trying to speak over someone else. I feel like I'm being rude to myself. <laughs> okay, next we have... So, sorry, that was The Guest 2014. So, all in all really good recommended and not too long either next we have nightcrawler 2014 now this movie is i think it's still out in some cinemas in the uk not many but a few Uh, but it's actually out on dvd in march 2015 Jake Gyllenhaal plays Lou Bloom, a petty criminal, a young petty criminal, who accidentally happens onto freelance video uh, news gathering, uh, for instance, covering violent crime, accidents, disasters, and just suddenly finds his niche. Lou is nasty, amoral, manipulative, though admirably thick-skinned and resourceful. There also is a a very strange relationship between him and his producer, played by Rene Rosso, uh, who is... uh, I think she's the wife of the director of this movie. I can't remember who directed it. Uh, And there's also quite an interesting relationship between him and his sole employee, played by Riz Ahmed, who's a Brit actor. I think both of these relationships could have been explored in much greater detail, but I think then the film might have been overlong and a bit flabby. All in all, a great movie nonetheless, Uh, but honestly, if you watch this movie, uh, take it from me, journos are not that bad, or at least I'm not anyway. And actually, if if you think that this movie 
has a jaundiced view of journalism. Just wait till you get a load of how Michael Mann handles hackers in his new movie, Black Hat, which should be out sometime next year. I'm not quite sure when. So, I'm not really going to talk about that movie right now. It was just an example of perhaps unrealistic uh, portrayals of um, certain jobs. Uh, yeah, Black Hat will be, uh, let's see, starring Chris Hemworth. Uh, yeah. It's weird that, isn't it? The way they, uh, Hollywood tends, I, I don't know if it's getting things wrong or just trying to get a good story. But, um, yeah. So, Nightcrawler, definitely worth a watch. <laughs> it's just remember it is fiction. And and it's very, very fictional towards the end. Predestination 2014. Now, basically this is just the big kahuna of all time travel paradoxes shoved into one movie. Apparently based on Robert Anson Highland's All You Zombies, written in 1958, a short story, I believe. It's, well, it starts, it's about a bartender who one day bets one of his customers that they can't tell a weirder story than his own. And boy, does it get really weird. The movie has a nice retro feel to it, though. Like, the filmmakers really wanted to set it, it, set it in and about the time slash setting that the story was written in. And that aspect of the movie I also liked. Now, although I like the movie as a whole, I did find it a bit depressing. But given the source material, I, I'm not sure how they could not make this film depressing. So that's not really a criticism. On the bright side, I am a Heinlein fan, so it's got me wanting to check out the original Heinlein stories. It stars Ethan Hawke, who as usual is excellent, and there's also a female newcomer whose name escapes me at the moment. So I'm going to pause for a minute. Okay, fresh from Googling that. Uh, the name of the actress in this movie is Sarah Snook. And apparently her performance in this movie has gained uh, some acclaim. Uh, which I think I agree with. So that was Predestination 2014. Alright, let me go through my notes again. Um, ah, okay. Straight on to games this week. So, no trailers, audiobooks, and comics. Games. I played a few interactive fiction games this week uh, based on the, uh, the Twine uh, framework for creating interactive fiction games. Uh, 
this was mainly an effort to see how the system works and well well I like interactive fiction too and I like text-based games so the first game I played was called Pretty Girl by Kitty Horrorshow so this is a fairly disturbing revenge horror um, I've written a few other things about that. I'm trying to think let's see I'd say that well let, let's talk about the other one let's talk about both of them I also played a game called Skinny Faggot so this was like a painful youthful recollection now both the Kitty Horror Show games are surprisingly chilling, especially Pretty Girl. And it does take quite a lot to do that to me. I mean, I watch I, I watch quite a few horror movies, and, and <laughs> there's very little on the screen that can scare me. So, so well done for that. I'd also say that the Kitty Horror Show games are compulsive rather than purely entertaining. Uh, a pretty Girl, for instance, brings to mind games like That Dragon Cancer, uh, which seem a bit like therapy more than just entertainment. They are, they're fairly short games, so I'd, I'd suggest you give them a go. I've um, put a link to both of them in my show notes. So that's Pretty Girl and Skinny Faggot. Next we have, oh, Starship Fabulous by E. Joyce and others. So the basic premise of this is that you're bored, you're on a spaceship, so what do you do? You look for romance, apparently. Uh, interspecies no romance, no less. So this is a dating sim based on based on a starship, written at something called Quilt Bag Game Jam at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And again, I've put a link to the game. This one's uh, mildly distracting, though pleasant toe dip into interactive fiction. It's definitely far less visceral than Kitty Horror Show's games. Uh, what else have I got to say? Oh, the, the other thing I wanted to mention, and you could probably tell by the way I was kind of describing the, the previous three games, is that they're not really work safe. Or for people who might be offended at strong long, uh, about strong language. Uh, the two Kitty Horror Show games uh, probably require a fairly strong stomach too. Still, I, I enjoyed playing all of them. And it's definitely given me some ideas about how to write my own. Now, okay, no toys this week. Tech, technology, okay. So this week, 
quite a few unfortunate things have happened to my equipment. First, my Moto E is completely mullered. Uh, it's two months old and it's already in the hospital. This is what gets me about a lot of tech media. They test something and then that's it. No follow-up. Because it's not news anymore. My advice, if you're buying a phone off contract, check the forums online etc for common problems. The problem with my Moto E is the speaker stopped working. And this is apparently a common problem on some of Motorola's cheaper phones. So this might possibly include the Moto G too. The tech on the phone was nice enough, but really annoying. Next, my... I've got a small MP3 player. I think I've mentioned this before. It's called a, it's by Sansa, and it's called a Clip Plus. Uh, well, it's clapped out. I've only again I've only used this for a few. It's only had um, a few months' use, and it's already buggered. What happened was was the headphone socket got loose to the point where the device is unusable. You know, every time you plug in the headphone socket and you start listening to something, uh, the music cuts in and out because it, it just won't stay. And this, again, is a common problem. Something that I really should have researched before buying. So thanks for that, Sansa. What's Particularly disappointing is that Sansa have made some decent uh, MP3 players, media players. Uh, the, the one I usually use is also a Sansa. And how old is it now? Let's see, 2005, 9, 9 years old, and it works perfectly. Whereas this new one, uh, it's already broken. What I what I think is that a lot of tech just doesn't well isn't built to last uh, more than a few weeks, or, or that maybe quality control is just pants. It's uh, you know it's a really lucky dip whether you get something that's really good and will last a long time, or it'll just fall apart. For instance, I've got a very very old uh, the. Nintendo Game Boy, the original one. Remember the uh, beige, brick-like, uh, 8-bit mono thing? Well, that still works. It works perfectly. So, the last thing that I want to mention about my, you know, with my moans about tech is ground loops. Now, after experimenting with this mic for a week or two, I was having a lot of electrical interference, uh, especially when the mic was plugged into the laptop and the laptop was plugged into a power supply. Apparently this is something called a ground loop and it adds uh, a really annoying uh, kind of high-pitched hum to your recording. I know it's there, because if I unplug the power supply, the hum goes. Now, a, gr a ground loop 
is defined by Wikipedia uh, this way. They say, in an electrical system, a ground loop is an unwanted current in a conductor conducting, con oh, sorry, connecting two points that are supposed to be at the same potential. Often ground, but actually at different potentials. Ground loops are a major cause of noise, hum, interference in audio, video, and computer system. So, if you're getting interference from your new mic, mixer, etc., check this out. There are solutions such as ground loop isolators that aren't too expensive, though most of these hook into analog phono connections. Uh, though there are a few far more expensive solutions for USB, which might might tell you that, you know, if you're buying a mixer or you're buying audio kit, you might want to consider analog if you're on a budget. Uh, right. So that's just about it for the show. Next time we're going to be talking about both Amicus Doctor Who movies starring Peter Cushing. Uh, perhaps some classic games too? Uh, I have got the uh, Sega Mega Drive sitting on the shelf and I've got a bunch of games, uh, classic games that I can talk about. And also, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we could talk about the Nintendo Game Boy. That's the original 8-bit mono uh, version. Uh, we'll just have to see... As, as usual, um, I'll say if you've got any comments, please uh, put them in iTunes. You know, go to iTunes, go to our page in iTunes and give us a five-star rating and an excellent review. Or give us no stars and a terrible review. Don't worry, it won't hurt. I feel like I've left out, I've definitely left something out of the show, but I, I don't know what it is. Uh, so, well, that's it. Um, so this was Freud's Rocket Radio, recorded on Sunday, the 14th of December 2014. And this was episode 58. And the time at the end of the show is 15.03. That's three minutes past three in the afternoon. So now I'm going and to... to to listen to what, what a mess I've made of this podcast and try and do something in post-production, uh, edit it up and put it on the web for you to listen to. So that's it. See you next time. Bye for now. Bye.